Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today of God's Word. The Bible said be us. Uh, Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 21. If you don't have a Bible, of course the Scripture will be on the screens behind me. The Bible said be us, uh, and she shall bring forth a son. Now time out. I know it's not Christmas. Okay, but there's more than Christmas in these verses. Amen. Look what the Bible said. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Now all this was done uh, that it might be fulfilled that uh, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin uh, shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. Uh, they shall call his name Emmanuel, uh, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord uh, had bidden him and took unto him uh, his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth uh, her firstborn son. And he called his name uh, Jesus. Now, let me just say something to you. I still believe in the virgin birth. Uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that Mary was a virgin. She was conceived with the Holy Spirit and Joseph never knew her until after Jesus was born. You say, why do you believe that? Because the Bible says it. Heard a preacher say the other day on the radio, the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. He was wrong. The Bible says it. That settles it. Whether I believe it or not, that settles it. I believe in the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter number 12. I'm going to look at one verse right here. John chapter number 12 in verse number 32. I love this verse this year. This verse has just really been stirring in my heart all year. The Bible said this in John 12, 32. And I, which is dealing with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you go back to verse number 30, Jesus answered and said, so Jesus is talking, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And Jesus was lifted up from the earth at Calvary. Thank God he died for our sins. One third and glorious morning, he resurrected from the grave. Forty days later, he ascended into the heavens and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession on our behalf. Now, know with me back in Matthew chapter number 1, the Bible said this, And she shall bring forth a son, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, verse 25. And he called his name Jesus. And with the help of the Lord, I just want to preach on Jesus for a little while this morning. Father, I need your help today. I need your breath. I need your touch, God. And I pray, Lord, that you'd illuminate our mind, preach us in power, in unction and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Help us, Lord, today. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated today. 
I was thinking about this this week as I studied, uh, and I've said this many, many times before, but I want to say this again this morning by way of introduction. Uh, I really believe in all of my heart, and I believe that you'll agree with me today, uh, that the most hated name in society today uh, is the name of Jesus. You can say any other name that you want to say today, and nobody uh, has a problem in it. As a matter of fact, you can pray in any other name today that you want to pray in and nobody has a problem in it. If you want to pray in the name of Allah today, there's nobody that's going to say anything to you. If you want to pray in the name of Joseph Smith today, nobody will say anything to you. If you want to pray in the name of Buddha today, nobody will say anything to you. If you want to pray in the name of Allah today, nobody Nobody will say anything to you. Muhammad, nobody will say anything to you. Matter of fact, you can use the name God and nobody will say anything to you. Have you noticed that? Let me tell you the reason nobody says anything to you about God because they believe in multiple gods, little G-O-D-S. But we know today that there is not multiple gods. There is one today, and he is manifested in a trinity today that is known as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Say anything you want to say today. Pray in any name you want to pray in today. But don't mention the name of Jesus. Don't mention, you can pray at high school, at the football game, but don't pray in Jesus' name. Everybody, I know there's some, but for the majority, we'll have to agree on that. You can pray at the majority of county commissioners' meetings uh, as long as you don't pray in Jesus' name. I'm thankful for five commissioners that still pray in Jesus' name in Surrey County. You can pray at most law enforcement events uh, as long as you don't pray uh, in Jesus' name. But I publicly say I'm thankful uh, for Steve Hyde, uh, the sheriff of Surrey County, uh, that has said that we will pray in Jesus' name uh, and we will use the name of Jesus at our event. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Everybody, it seems today, wants to hate the name of Jesus. Let me tell you the reason that so many hate the name of Jesus today is because there's something different about the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is liberating today. You see, it's the name of Jesus. And it was Jesus Christ himself that gave his life so you and I can live today. There's power in the name of Jesus. I thought about this. Philippians said this, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as man. He humbled himself 
and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He said things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. You know what that's saying? That's saying this, that the day is coming that every person in heaven, every person on earth, and every person in hell will bow in the presence of a thrice holy God and will confess Jesus Christ is Lord. There's just something different about that name. Well, let me give you some things about that name. Stay with me here for three or four minutes and some things that I read after and some things that I wrote down, some things that other people wrote down, and I just kind of compiled it all together. Who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is the author of salvation, the Almighty, the advocate with the Father, the anchor of hope, the altogether lovely, amen, the beloved Son, the bridegroom of the bride. Thank God he is our bridegroom and we are his bride. He's the bomb of Gilead, the bride and morning star, the creator of all things. He's the captain of my salvation, the chiefest among 10,000, the chosen of God, the chief shepherd, the daysman betwixt us. In other words, I have access to God because of him. He's the deliverer of Zion, the discerner of the heart, the door of the sheep, the day star to rise, the everlasting, the everlasting, the eternal God, the executor of judgment, the firstborn, the the faithful and the fountain of life, the friend of sinners. Thank God uh, he is the friend of sinners today. You know what that means? Uh, that means he's your friend uh, and he's my friend. Amen. He's the friend of sinners, uh, uh, the fullness of the Godhead. He's the gift of God, the great high priest. Uh, he's greater than Solomon. He's the Holy One, the hope of Israel, the head of the church. Uh, he's the helper uh, of of the needy. He is the I am of integrity. He is the I am of invincibility. He is the I am that I am. You know what that means? He's just whatever you need. He said, tell him. Here's what he told Moses. Moses said, whom shall I say sent me? And he said, tell him the I am that I am. You know what that means? Just whatever you want to put after that, that's who Jesus is. If you need a father, he'll be a father. If you need a mother, he'll be a mother. If you need a brother, he'll be a brother. He's whatever you need. He said, I'm the I am that I am. Well, what about this? He's the justifier. He's the, I'll preach in just a minute. He's the justifier, the judge, the jasper stone. He's the just one. He's the kinsman, the kindness of God, the king of the saints, the king of glory, and he's the king of all kings. He's the leader, the Lord of lords, the lion of Judah, the lamb of God. He's the lily of the valley. He's the merciful high priest, the man of sorrows. He's the mediator, the master, the man of Christ Jesus. 
Jesus. He's the nurser, the Nazarene, the name that's above every name. He's the offering, the offspring of David. He's the overcomer. He's the priest, the prophet. He's the prince. He's the potter. And he is a perfect Savior this morning. That's what he is. Well, what is he? He's the quickener. You say, what does that mean? He's the one that makes us alive. He's the quickener. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespassings of sin. See, the only... <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I, I, I was pretty tired when I started, but I'm starting to feel pretty good. He's the one that makes us alive. You see, without him, we'll die and go to hell. Without him, we'll live a miserable life. Without him, we'll not understand what living really is. Oh, but thank God, he's a quickener this morning. He's the quencher. He's the qualified ruler. He's the redeemer, the rose of Sharon, the rewarder, the restorer, the righteous, the refuge, the reconciler. Guess what? He's the rock. He's the regenerator. He's the son of God, the stronghold. He's the servant, sufferer, savior, shield. He's the teacher, the true light. He's the temple. He's the transfigured son of God. He's the unspotted lamb. I thought about this. He's undefiled. He's the upholder. He's the visible image of an invisible God. He's the visible image of an invisible God. I'll say more about that in a minute. He's the voice of God. He's the vessel. He's the valor. He's the victor. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the wisdom of God. He's the way. He's the word of God. You come to X and what do you say about that? You say this. He's got X-ray vision because he looks into the heart of men and sees the way we are and yet he still loves us. Come to Y, what is he? Well, he's Yehwah. Boy, study that one out and preach an hour. Come to Z, what is he? He's Zion's holy king. That's who Jesus is. That's who Jesus is. And that's not even scratching the surface of who this man Jesus is. Well, uh, let's look at him this morning. Number one, let me give you two or three things. And I'm just going, I don't have numbers. I've got letters today. We're going to look at Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. Jay, who is he today? I would say this. He's our justification. Jesus, he's our justification. You know what that word justified means or justification? It simply means this. Just as if I had never done anything wrong. It's that simple. I can give you uh, 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 the Greek part of it, and I, I can give you big definitions, but to put it real simple, it's justified just if I've never done anything wrong. You see, if you was to go to heaven today, and you was to uh, ask God to pull my record up, if you was to go to Surrey County today and uh, uh, go into the clerk's office and tell them that you'd like to see a background check on Jonathan Barker, know everything about him, well, there's going to be a few things on there. Uh, nothing bad, nothing bad. A few speeding tickets and, 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 and several seatbelt tickets and some things like that. I still am totally against that. It, 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 we ought to be able to choose ourselves whether or not we want to put a seatbelt on. But anyway, I still choose myself. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Why do you think my windows is so dark? But anyway, <laughs> watch this. There's some things on that. Matter of fact, 
I, I, there's 51 of you sitting in here that if we was to go over to the church office or on these grounds, if we was to go over to the church office, we could pull out what we call your personnel file and we could see your past in that personnel file because we do a background check on anybody that works with our young people. And you say, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. You know what? If they're going to work with my kid, I want to know they're okay. There is a such thing as creepy crawlers that come into the church, and we'll look at that in the book of Jude. I want to know they're okay, all right? For instance, if you was to go up there and pull Brother Stan Newman's out, it's about this thick. <laughs> he assaulted a police officer this year, and he's run from the law numerous times. He stole, whenever Haley was going through that this summer, she come to me and I told her, I said, I don't want to see none of them. I'm not worried about any of them. I said, if it's anything bad, bring it to me and then we'll go from there. So she come to me and she said, preacher, I got one you need to look at. And I thought, okay. She said, um, and I'm a little concerned about it. And I thought, oh, Lord. I said, okay. She said, it's my daddy. I said, it's your daddy. She said, yeah. And I said, well, your daddy's a driver's ed teacher and was a dispatcher for Surrey County 911 for years. There ain't nothing wrong with him. She handed me his file, and I was like, <laughs> I got to looking at it, and it was somebody else. Brother Jonathan, you know how all that works. Somebody else came up that was close to his name. Well, Brother Stan, I don't know if y'all know this or not, Brother Stan worries about stuff every once in a while. <laughs> Brother Stan was tore all to pieces about it. And I said, well, look, I said, i tell you what I'll do. I said, I'll go to sheriff's office and I'll sit down and I said, I'll get it run over there and we'll make sure everything. I said, it, it's not you. But somebody had a big old past. And you know what? If we was to truly look into our lives, every one of us has got a lot of things in our past. But if you was to go to heaven today and you walked up to God and said, Hey, look, I want to know the truth about Jonathan Allen Barker. God would look over into the book of life. He would go to, I don't know if it's in alphabetical order, I don't know how it is, but he would go to where my name's at because July the 20th, 1994, at Turner's Creek Baptist Church, I got saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and my name was put in there. He'd go to my name. He'd look at my name and he would say, well, what do you want to know about him? Well, I want to know about his thoughts and I want to know about the things that goes through his mind and I want to know this and I want to know that. And here's exactly what Jesus would do. He would look at that and he would say something like this. All I see is the blood of Jesus applied to his account. Well, I'm about to shout. There's absolutely nothing there. You'll me tell you the reason why. Because Jesus justified me I've been justified by Jesus let me just give you some Bible is that okay know you not that the unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor infeminate nor abusers of themselves will mankind nor thieves nor covetousness nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God time out that sounds pretty bad. 
You know what? We in trouble if that's where it stops. Because somewhere along there, every one of us fit into that. But it didn't stop there. He says this. Boy, I like this. And such were some of you. Let me just say that again because you didn't get it. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. Listen. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of the Lord. Listen to what he said in Romans 5. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Here's what he said in Galatians. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we may might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You know what he's saying right there? Here's what he's saying right there. You'll never work your way to heaven. You'll never do enough good to be justified. Preacher, I'm a good person. I'm not going to argue that with you. Preacher, I help my community. I'm not going to argue that with you. Preacher, I'm in church. I'm definitely not going to argue that with you. I see you. Preacher, I put money in the offering plate today. Thank God. Amen. We need to pay the church off. If you got more you want to put in there, let us know. Thank God you put my that will the works will never get you there. You'll never be justified by the works. But aren't you glad for the day that you realize that your works would never get you there, but Jesus paid the ultimate price on Calvary when he gave himself for us, and now we can be justified. Because of Jesus. J, he's just, he's our justification. E, he's eternal. Jesus is eternal. The only thing about, bad thing about doing an acrostic like this is you know how many points I've got. And everybody's interested in that last S. E, he's eternal. And I'll tell you something about Jesus. He has no beginning. Everybody always says, well, preacher, whenever you study the Bible, you have to use the law of first mention. You Bible students understand what I'm saying about that. I agree with you 100% on that. I agree 110% on that. If I learned anything in cramming a doctorate degree into 12 years, y'all will get that in a little while. It's that. So what is the law of first mention of Jesus? Well, it's Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God right there, you've heard me preach it before, and I'm not going to preach it again, but God right there is uniplurality. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't, why did he say, and let us make man in our own image? Well, if it's just God and there's no Son or Holy Spirit, then why did he say us? The reason he said us is because God the Father 
God the Son and God the Holy Ghost was the triune Godhead and the beginning of them, there is none. Because when the beginning began, they was the one that began the beginning. You say, where'd they come from? They always been. They always going. Well, I don't understand that. Just quit trying to understand it. Believe it. You know, there's some things it's just better to accept and shout and praise God for. He's eternal. He's eternal. Matter of fact, I, 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 I'm going to detour right here. I, I've been doing good not chasing rabbits, but I'm going to chase one right here. It's a very interesting study to study the Spirit of God moving upon the face of the deep right there. It was total darkness. It was desolation. It, it, it was a time of, uh, 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 of utter ruin, if you want to look at it. It was just total darkness. And the Spirit of God moved on it and separated that. You see, the first time the Spirit of God, we see it moving, uh, is in a time of darkness. And you know where you was at? You was in a time of darkness and utter desolation in your life. But the Spirit of God came to where you was at and separated light from darkness. In oh, yes, good neighbor. I'm going to get back to he's eternal. Watch this, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Who is that? If the Word was made, who's the Word? It's Jesus today. And can I tell you something? Jesus is eternal today. He always has been and He always will be. Look up in here just a minute. The beginning of His humanity is Matthew chapter number 1. But there is no beginning to His deity. You say, preacher, what do you mean? His humanity was Him robed in flesh. His deity was that he was God. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. I'm trying to move. Jesus was as much God as God is God. But Jesus was as much man as I am man. Jesus was tempted like I was, yet without sin. Amen. You say, preacher, where do you see that out of the Bible? You see it all throughout the New Testament. I've said it many times. Jesus was tired and went to sleep on a pillow and the bottom of a boat. That's his humanity. Oh, but when Jesus said, peace be still in that boat, in the midst of a storm, and all the waves was calmed, that was his deity. And John eleven thirty five, 35, when he wept, when he cried, that was his humanity. But when he said, Lazarus, uh, come forth, and Lazarus uh, got up out of the grave, that's deity, friend. He's eternal. He's justification. What is Jesus today? Yes. It's 1150-something. Yes. He's sin for us. Now, what about that? He is sin for us. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I kind of like that right there. Listen to this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
He's sin for us. Jesus took your sin debt. Jesus took my sin debt. All the sins of the world was placed upon him at Calvary. I've been studying something. And, and, and when he prayed for that cup to pass from him, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Thine be done. He's interested in, 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 in the Father's will. And I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not going to stay long on this because I'll lose 99% of the church. Did Jesus ever pray, pray a prayer that God didn't answer? What was he praying right there? Many, for many years, I, and I still believe in typology, we can see it as a picture of separation from the Father. But was he dealing with sin? The sin debt, that's what was going to be the separation. And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The sin debt, the sin debt, the sin debt right there. Jesus was saying, I believe in all of my heart, God, if you'd let this pass from me, I'd appreciate it because that's what was going to bring separation. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The will of God was done that day and sin was placed upon him for all men. For all men. He chose the bride that day. Are you with? He chose the bride. We is the bride. You can go back and study Adam and Eve. Who took the fruit first? Eve did. Adam didn't have to do that, but he chose his bride. He followed his bride. Let me tell you what happened on Calvary that day. Jesus chose his bride. And when he chose his bride, the sin debt of all the world was placed upon him that day. And he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why? Because sin was placed. Everything you've ever done, everything I've ever done, everything you ever will do, you see, here's the thing. The forgiveness for your sins has already been taken care of. You just hadn't accepted that yet if you're not saved. God's already took care of it. Your sin debt has been paid. Sin for us. He became our sin. He chose to be sin so that we didn't have to die in sin. Well, you, what is he? He's unchangeable. He's just unchangeable today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's what the Bible said in Hebrews 13. He's unchangeable. Now, you know, you know what that means? Come start playing softly. You know what that means? That means if he was against it 20 years ago, he's against it today. It means if it was sin 20 years ago, it's sin today. I, 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 am, I am so tired of this society pushing this junk down our throat today that is so far away from God. So far, uh, there's male and female. That's what he created. Man and woman. That's all they is. That's it. They is nothing else. Matter of fact, you come back tonight and we start this study in Jude, I'll say a whole lot more about that. The apostasy that's in our world today. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus don't change. 
If Jesus loved you 10 years ago, Jesus loves you today. And if Jesus said that he loved the whole world and that he was willing to give his life for the whole world, there's nothing you can do to change his mind. He still loves you today. S, that's the one you've been waiting on, ain't it? I'd say this, he's soon coming. He's soon, Jesus is soon coming. Brother Jonathan, they've been preaching that for 2,000 years. Just read the book, man. Look at society today. Look at what's going on. I'm going to tell you something. If you've ever done anything for God, you better do it. The Lord's fixing to come. I believe that I believe that we are so close. I believe that we may never even make it back for church tonight. The coming of the Lord is at hand. He's soon coming. But I got one more S. This is Jesus. You English majors are like that one. Let me tell you what Jesus is today. If I could wrap it all up in one word, this is what I'd say. Satisfied. Jesus is satisfied. He's satisfied. They, some of you in this room, trying your best to find satisfaction. You're trying your best to find happiness. Misery's rode all over your face, even though you smile every once in a while. You're trying your best to find that happiness. Let me tell you the only place you're ever going to find it, it's in Jesus. It's in Jesus. I, I'm 45 years old. And let I, I me mean, just say this in passing. I can do whatever I want to do. Okay, I'm 45. I can do it, Brother Robert, I can do whatever I want to do. If I want to leave here today and I want to go get drunk and never come back to church and leave my wife, be a dope head and lose everything I've got, I'm 45 years old. I can do that. I can do that. But can I tell you something? I found a peace that passeth all understanding. I found a peace in Jesus that I promise you, you're never going to find in this world. There's nothing society has to offer you today that will bring that. There's no amount of money. There's no... I've had good jobs. Matter of fact, when Miss Leslie and I got married, we was both in management positions and we made a very good living. The Lord's good to me here. The church takes care of me here. But I'm going to tell you something that will never be found in money. I, told, I can't remember who it was. Is it Olivia or it's somebody the other day. It may have been Leslie. It may have just been me. I talk to me every once in a while. You've got to have an educated conversation. It may have just been me talking to me. Here's what I told me or somebody else. If money's where it's at, why so many millionaires and billionaires are blowing their brains out and overdosing and killing themselves. Because it's not there. There's nothing wrong with money. Nothing in the world wrong with it. Man's got to have money to live. Have money to pay your bills. Thank God for people that that make more than paying their bills and, and that helps the church and... and, and Matter of fact, there was one $45,000 donation during our building program. 
Thank God for that. I'm not preaching against money. You got any you don't need? I promise you, we'll put it in the work of the Lord. We're 501c3. You'll get a receipt and everything. I'm not preaching against money, but I'm saying this. Brother Josh, money will never bring satisfaction in our life. It'll never do it. Let me tell you where satisfaction will come from. The Lord Jesus Christ. Alcohol will never bring it. Drugs will never bring it. We're in low gap in adults, so I'm going to say it this way. Whoring around will never bring it. Just being honest. It will never bring it. And I'm going to tell you why. When you come before a thrice holy God and you realize you're a sinner and you realize that you need Jesus and you realize Jesus can give you what nothing else can, you say, God, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner. Will you come into my heart and save me? I promise you there's a satisfaction that you'll never find nowhere else. Don't mean everything's going to be great. There'll still be some days that's rough. I'm not going to bellyache, but if you want to hear about them, I'll talk to you about them for a little while. There's still going to be some days that you look around and wonder, Lord, why, why me? Why me? I'm trying to serve you. You just let us build a new church. We've got visitors coming. Lord, why am I laying in the hospital bed? I'm faithful to my wife. Why does the righteous suffer and the unrighteous prosper? There'll be days that you wonder, but here's the difference. In the midst of those days, there's this little still small voice that crawls up in the hospital bed with you and says, I got it all under control and I know what's going on and I know where you're at, and I know what your family's going through, and you just trust me. And let me tell you what, if you'll just scrooch up real close to him, in the midnight hours, I'm telling you, uh, you'll learn more about the peace of God uh, and the presence of God. Uh, You'll learn more about the grace of God uh, than you've ever learned in your life. True satisfaction will only come through Jesus, our Lord, Father.